This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never, ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have the real Teddy B on our show who is going to tell us about what it means to attract around the world. He's going to tell us the five characteristics you need to have to create attraction with women. And we're also going to dissect how to text women so that you're no longer living in the black and white space of texting a woman, which most men fall into that category. You go into the gray space, which is the gooey space, the wonderful space, the loving space that women want to be in. And that will make them want to go on a date with you. So there's a lot on this episode that you should definitely pay attention to. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It is me by myself, me being Marnie. I do not have Kristen with me today. But I do have the real Teddy B on with me from Dating Game Plan. And I am very excited to talk to him today because we're going to talk about what it means to be a real man in 2021. What creates... Actually, no, we're not. We're going to talk about... What was it that we said about the attraction? Damn it, I forgot. I was like... What makes the guy attractive? Anyway, we're talking about something. We're talking about something. You'll find it interesting. And then we're going to talk about texting and rejection. So Teddy, real Teddy B, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming on and talking with me. Excited to be here. I'm super excited to be here with you, Marnie. Yeah, well, so we were just talking before I started recording and Teddy called me old. No. And then I got really upset and started to cry. No, he was saying, I've been in the game for a very long time, which is very true. I have been doing this for a very long time, about 17 years now. And I was around for when the PUA world was just like thriving. It was like the go-to thing for men. But Teddy was saying that 
he is new into this space. He has been consuming information since 2008, but he is new to the coaching and advice. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey and why it is that you are doing what you do and why you decided to jump into this kind of wacky world of advice for men. Yeah, for me, I would say growing up, I had a lot of issues. I don't know if other people could relate to this. Had a lot of social anxiety, was scared to like approach people, talk to people. I felt like I've just heard this term called the spotlight effect. And when you're like about to go into like a party or a club, all of a sudden that spotlight is on you. And any move you make, you feel like you're going to get rejected. And that everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching you. And you feel like that reputation, every time you go out, it's always on you. And that was something I became aware of in high school. It was like, there are these popular cool kids. They can get away with saying whatever they want. And girls are just attracted to them. What does it take to be someone like that? And I had these moments, like whether it was in like a summer class or whether it was with like girls my friends brought over or like with my bandies, because I was a bandy back in the day, I would just be that guy. Like I could say whatever I want. The girls would just be attracted to me. I would be cool with all the other guys, whether they were like people considered them cool or not. And I'm like, this is what I need to get down. What does it take to be that? And what me and Marty were talking about, like during that scene when I was in high school and figuring that out, all the stuff online, they were talking about lines, gimmicks, peacocking, negging. Routines, yeah. (laughs) And I just knew that for me, from my own experience, that was not the answer. And it took a lot of digging, but I finally found my mentor at the time who was like sharing about all his stories going out, like what it took, like all the tests that women throw. But who was your mentor? I want to. My mentor, uh, his name is Troy. Troy D. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was him. And, you know, first I was just like a student, student, what do you call mentor relationship. But as we got closer, like he invited me out to like, go out with him over to the Philippines, to his home country, to Korea, to Europe, to LA, and to really show people that like attractiveness, social cues, social dynamics, the way women show interest, what you have to do, that language is universal, like no matter where you are in the world. Tell me the language. (laughs) Marnie, you know the language. It is universal. We are actually having David Buss on this show. He was actually one of my first guests on my podcast. And he wrote the book, The Evolution of Desire. And he had done a study where he went all around the world. He studied tribes in Africa, people in New York City, and just like dug deep to find out what the language of attraction was. Was it different? Was it the same? And he found that across all of these different places, no matter who was a part of these communities, it was exactly this. There was like little tiny differences based on the location that they were, but they were so minute that they didn't even compare to like how similar attraction, I like the attraction language, the language of attraction really is across the board. It's like over in different countries, what they consider attractive is different. Like, for example, in Spanish-speaking countries, the more manly you look, the more attractive they consider you. In Korea, it's that boyish K-pop look that is considered attractive. And now, like, even, like, they have a term where Korea booze, for example, they love that look. But it's that look that's different. But the way they show interest, you know, when a girl, like, stares at you for a long time, they get within your, what do you call that, your personal space. 
that happens all around the world. And it really depends on the guys at that point. Can they figure that out? Okay, so let's figure it out right now for the guys that are listening. (laughs) Explain to them, like, what can they do? How can they be that guy, exactly like the guy that you described, that can make friends with every single person that he talks with, have women want to be with him? Like, how do you become that guy? I would say it boils down to five characteristics. So for me, it's leadership, unshakability, comfortable under your own skin, two more, fun and consistency. Those are like the absolute thing, especially leadership and unshakability. Because a girl can show interest as much as she wants, but it's not her duty to like go and approach her, especially because women in their circle they see what other girls are doing. And so if a girl, the more she like goes into her personal space or she asks you out, it's like, yo, that girl is really putting herself out there. Like, what is she doing? But if a guy was to do that, first off, other guys can't really tell. Like, if you get rejected, it's none of those subtle stages part, but it's really like when she says no, that they get rejected. So when you're able to see and identify when a girl is like showing subtle signs that she likes you, and you're not taking the opportunity to capitalize on that, that means you're not really a leader at that point. It's like leadership takes moment as soon as that happens. Because like, she's showing signs that she likes you. Go up and talk to her. Go up and say hello. If she's getting into your personal space, that means she wants you to like get closer to her, hold her hand, or like not kiss her yet, but you could test the waters in that direction. And that's ways, I feel like a lot of guys just forget that space, that gray area, and it goes from black to, or white to black or like black to white, where it's like, oh, let me ask her, do you like me? And it's like a flat no. It's very black and white as opposed to playing in that gray area, that gray space where women are playing in. And so it's getting in tune with seeing if women like you, testing those waters, as opposed to just straight up going up to her and be like, hey, do you like me? Hey, what's your number? Hey, let me hit you up with this pickup line on Tinder and see if it works ASAP. It's like, no. Yeah. Well, so how do you play in these waters? I love that you're saying that because as a woman, everything that you're saying really resonates with me. And that's exactly how my attraction buttons get turned on. I will say sometimes it is black and white, but it is very rare that it's black and white and then it can go to gray. So even if I have this black and white moment, as soon as that person opens their mouth, it's like, ah, wait a second, (laughs) slow down. But explain to the guys that are listening how to play in the gray and the parameters of that and what that actually means. Because I think that that term, it makes sense to me, but for other people listening, they're like, what does that mean? What do I do and how do I accomplish this? Yes, really good questions. Like I would never think to answer that unless someone asked me that. (laughs) But it really boils down to like, I'll start off from like from like A to Z, from Tinder to like texting to help guys understand what that looks like. Oh, perfect. So for example, a guy will straight up either say, hey, and we all know that doesn't really work because everybody says, hey, or they'll hit up with a straight up pickup line and the girls will be like, okay, like, let's say she likes them. She'd say like, yeah, let's do it, boy. And then he'll be like, okay, what's your number? And then from the number, it's like, let's go on a date. And it's like a flat no right there. That's yeah, the black like, and white. I, don't have, I have no feelings about you whatsoever <laughs> yeah. yet. And therefore, there's no incentive for me to go out with you. It is interesting because that it is challenging to figure out, okay, like, what do I have to do to make that girl comfortable so I can ask if she wants to go out? How do we get into that space? So I'd love for you to play out if there is a way that we could do this, even with a a mock scenario between the two of us, 
of like a texting conversation, or even if you have guidelines on your own of how that process actually does work or how it should work. My guideline is try to get a clear picture of who she is, like Mm, what her values are. Like if you can imagine what her days typically look like, the types of people that she hangs out with, what her schedule kind of looks like, the types of guys that she's hanging out with. Like if you can have a good, clear picture of all of that, that is what I would call playing in the gray. And so when you start off, even on Tinder, for example, you're starting with something. Yeah, she may be posting photos, but those photos are personifications of her values. So for example, like a girl will post up a bunch of photos of her traveling. So you know that she likes to be considered worldly. A girl who has a lot of fashion photos, she wants to let people know that fashion and style is really important to her. That could mean more later on, but those are just telltale signs of whatever deeper thing that she's trying to get across to her potential partner, like the person that she wants to meet. So what what do you do with that information then? Sorry that I interrupted you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's totally okay. So for someone who travels a lot, I'll say something like, hey, Wanderlust. It's something simple more than hey, but it identifies that she likes travel. Another one, I was texting for my friend. This girl was really into K-pop. And so I was like, I read your bio, BTS or J-Park. So it goes into her culture. Like right then and there, you know, she likes K-pop. So let's dive into that and see what comes from it. Mm -hmm. Because that answer will tell you a lot about who she is as well. And that helps to build on your conversations that you can continue to talk, right? Because if she says that I'm team whatever, I don't even know what K-pop is, but I'm just (laughs) assuming, okay, she would say, I go, I go this way. And then you would have an opinion on that, right? Like, oh my God, like that you're a loser (laughs) if you like that side, what's wrong with you? Or as, oh, same as me. That's awesome. Fine. I can keep talking to you. There's like room to continue and grow the conversation in a fun way when Mm -hmm. you start off like that. And every choice that she tells you again, goes back to like a little bit more about who she is. So like in a K-pop group, there's like the vocalist, the main vocalist, there's the dancer, and there's the sub-vocalist, there's the rapper. So even in her choice of telling you like, oh yeah, I love BTS, I love this person. And then you ask her like, is it because he's such a good rapper? Is it because he's a really good dancer? Is it his look? And In this conversation, she said she liked BTS and she flipped it on me. She was like, I bet you're a Jay Park guy. I was like, no, what makes you say that? And she said something like, one, because he's not really K-pop. Two, a lot of people don't really know about him. And then this is where people could just like end the conversation right here. Because like, oh, yes or no, I will talk about this specifically. I said, no, I'm actually a black pink person uh, myself. And so it's not... Staying within that frame of just these two characters. Yeah, that she's putting Mm -hmm. you in. You could go out and talk more about your own identity, like whatever resonates with your personality, with your values, with what you like. If it's different, just tell her it's different. And so I said, no, I'm a black pink person myself. Well, the interesting thing that you're also expressing that's like an undertone to this is that you're not trying to appease and please this woman. You are also digging to figure out her values and figure out if they match with yours, right? By also expressing your own values. Exactly, 100%. That's really huge because that goes back to leadership, unshakable, consistency, like fun and what was the fifth one that you listed? I totally forget. Comfortable under your own skin. 
Yes, and comfortable under your own skin. All of that fits in to each of those five characteristics that you talked about at the very beginning. Exactly. Right? So you're exactly. showcasing these things really just by saying, yeah, I'm not into that, but I'm into this instead. Like that's where you're keeping the conversation going forward and keeping her interested. So is this the gray space that you're talking about? Like where it's not just going in a direct line for something. This is the gray space where you're kind of dancing with each other and playing around to see, am I into you or are you into me? A hundred percent. Okay. Because even from that, she was like, who's your favorite character? That was like the next thing that she talked about. And I'm like, I just said guess because she made me guess. Another thing I do is whatever they throw in the beginning, I always kind of flip it on them too. Because she said guess before. I was like, all right, guess. And she said, I bet it's this person. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, and then we were just talking about our favorite person or favorite characters or whatever. She told me hers. And now we're starting to get deeper because she was like, I really like, I can't remember if it's Lisa or whatever, but I really like this person because her dancing is on point. And I'm actually, I was really into dance. So now we're getting into something more personal than just this topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. And you're segueing. Yeah. This always happens when you're in this playing in the gray space because eventually there's a reason for everything. And it's being open about your reason. She's open about her reason. And it's playing that gray space where you guys are getting a clear picture of what her days look like and what your days also look like too. I like that tip that you've given them like an actual thing for them to recognize. Because when you do close your eyes, if you can't really see what her day would be like, that means that you don't have enough information yet. So it's not time to ask her out, right? That's 100%. And especially if guys don't pick up on it, they'll always keep hitting the same girl up with, what are you doing? Hey, how are you? It's like, clearly, that tells a girl you don't know much about her even after you've had a conversation with her. Yeah, especially when there's so many options in front of them right now, unless they're super attracted to this person and they are extremely high value and that's the only reason to go out with them. And that does happen from time to time where a woman will go out with the guy simply because he's super attractive. It's not the norm, but sometimes it will happen like one out of 10 times. That's not enough to keep a woman intrigued, especially now with her world of options in front of her or at her fingertips, right? Yeah, but already you're standing out within a lot of people because you see like a girl's Tinder is just, hey, 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 what you doing, what you doing, what you doing, what you doing, what you doing. But it, as you got to get a better picture of her, the re-engagement makes it so much easier too. So let's say she's like a night person. You found out that she's a night person. It's like, are you seriously up at 12 a.m. again? Are you crazy? And that's the way to play with it. So tell me, actually, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with the real... Teddy B. Wait, is that what it is? The real Teddy yep, B? Correct. I have a horrible memory. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know it's Teddy, but I forget if it was the real Teddy B. Okay, we'll be back with Teddy B. And we're going to talk about like how to actually go from this gray space to asking a girl out over messaging and text. So we'll be back after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Football season is here already. The summer flew by and all eyes are turning to the teams as they are back on the gridiron to start this football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. 
Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest that's open now at Bet Online. So head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which is make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. So get to their website and sign up using promo code NFL100. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with a real Teddy B from Dating Game Plan. And actually, if you want to find out more about the real Teddy B, I would go to winggirlmethod.com slash real Teddy B. And he actually has the dating playbook and the elite dating mastermind that he wants to have you learn about. And I love everything that he's saying so far, even though he's only started since January. Obviously, the years of research in this dating space have played off for you because I absolutely love everything that you're saying. And I have full confidence that you'll be able to teach people how to achieve what you've achieved. But let's dive into texting to ask a girl out. Like, How do you get out of this gray space onto an actual date? How do we make that happen? First, it's at high points. That's the one thing I always tell my clients, my students. It's like, first, you have to, she has to already like you. She has to be texting you pretty good. At the high points, you don't necessarily want to ask her out yet. That's not something I do. I would say something like, wouldn't it be crazy? And create a scenario with you and her and see if she likes that idea. Also, what also helps too is as you get more information, as you understand this girl more, it helps set up the date better because there was one person I was help texting because I was helping him. We found out that she had a bunch of allergies. She has like some different situations going on too. And if we were just like, oh, let's go out on a date. I know the perfect Korean barbecue spot. She'd be like, no. And the guy would think it's a rejection, but really she has really? allergies. Really? can't eat meat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So at high points, I would just be like, wouldn't it be crazy if like, I bet if we're eating Korean barbecue, like I would be the one doing all the cooking, like turning the meat over and you would just be there like a princess. And that's how the date would play out. And then seeing how she reacts, if she likes it, then you know that she's already in her mind picturing a date with you. And she's already like, oh, this could go really good. If she likes that idea, 
then you could ask her out. That's the green light to ask her out. But again, it's all at high points. The timing is so much more important than anything, especially when it comes to texting. Girls, especially like like Marnie, I'm sure you have so many things going on. I'm sure like females in general, especially with a busy lifestyle, getting hit up with text messages, they're getting hit up all the time. So to try to ask her out when her mind is not focused on you, when you just like hit her up out of the blue and saying, let's go on a date, that is never going to work because first, her mind is elsewhere. She's not thinking about you. But if you guys are already talking good, she's laughing at what you're saying. She's agreeing to things already. Then it's natural that at that point, you have that green light to ask her out and she'll probably say yes. That's the gray area. That's not that black and white area again. Right. No, that's the gray area. That's the wonderful area. What do you think about having conversations first before you actually go out? 100%. Always. You think that you should do that first before you actually go out with somebody to save time and energy? Yeah. Because also, another thing is you don't even know what the girl's intentions are. If she doesn't know anything about you and she decides to go out with you, she's probably doing that bunch of other guys. Right. But if you know that she likes you, she enjoys talking to you and getting to know you more, and you're playing with that gray area, then you know she likes you for you. That date is not a free meal ticket. That date is to get to know you better because she's actually attracted to you. And vice versa. Like, this is also for you. The phone call is for you. The date is for you, too. It's not just because I got her to this stage. Now I've got her. Now I've got to keep the attraction. It's like, I'm going out with her to see if I like her, if I enjoy her, if there's something special about this girl. Or getting on the phone with her is thinking, do I really want to spend three hours of my time dressing up and going on a date with this girl? Like, it's the middle stage. So you do suggest it. And like, are there certain times where you'd say, no, just go straight for the date? There are certain times, but again, it's really rare because especially with the online space, there's a lot of catfishes out there too. So I would rather not even deal with all the headaches or all the problems in the first place because if a girl shows interest in me right away, for me, the red flag goes off. Like if she's already trying to sext or like do these dirty talk to me right away or like try to get my, the number is fine, but tries to get me on a date right away. I'm like, something is weird. Why is she doing this? I agree. Yeah. So I guess it's like, that's how the girls must feel from the other perspective. It's like, what does this guy want from me to ask me out so quick? Exactly. I'm glad that you pointed that out because that is exactly how it feels like this is, it just feels like somebody's trying to pounce on you or get something from you. And you're like, I haven't given you anything yet. Why do you like me so much? That's exactly how it feels. So yeah, think back to how it feels when you've been catfished. That's how it feels on the opposing side for the woman where they're like, wait, why are you showering me with all these compliments? And why do you like me so much? I haven't said anything. What's interesting too is like the guys I've seen on social media who talk about get the date right away. They're also the ones talking about like, oh man, you don't want girls playing with your feelings. You don't want girls like doing this or that. But the way they set it up is just, if they set it up correctly, they would not have those issues in the first place. They wouldn't have any of this. I know. I totally agree. I'm very in line with your style of teaching. So I'm very happy that you're saying all of these things. One other thing I wanted to talk about was how do you help guys deal with rejection? Because I know you had mentioned it before, but like, let's say you're playing in the gray space. Let's say you set up these great date scenarios that they're visualizing in their mind. How do you deal with it when she says no to you after all of this fun space that you've been living in with her? Like if she ghosts you or rejects you, like how do you take that? As a coach, 
it's really important to get the entire scenario, entire situation. I get a lot of guys saying like, oh, she rejected me or like, oh, things didn't work out, but they don't tell me the whole situation. So I have to get pull everything out of them. I'll tell you two very different situations that happened. They both came up to me saying, oh, it didn't work out. Or like something happened, I have no idea why. This first guy, he came up to me, said that. He was like, oh, so I had to get more details. What specifically happened in the situation? He said, we met pre-quarantine and we were talking real good, Snapchatting, but she goes to university and the university closed for three months because of the whole COVID thing. So I decided I wasn't going to text her anymore. And then he comes up to me saying like, Wait, I, I know. Is it Bob? Is that the same guy? Like, I feel like I've heard the same story about 20 times. Okay. Exactly. And then, what do you call it? He's like, yeah, all girls are the same. They just have other options. So that's the reason why. I'm like, bro, you're the one who rejected her. Who waits yeah, three months? <laughs> I know. It's so, that is so funny. I have literally heard that exact same thing probably seven times. I had things going on in my life, so I didn't contact her for three months. But then, like, what? That's so funny. It's ridiculous. It's like, so that's why I mean, like, you need the whole picture of everything that's going on because you're going to be making these assumptions based off whatever you want to believe as to actually what happened in the situation. In the second situation, it was a lot more serious. The guy was like, this girl always told me, like, we can't be together. I was like, what happened? He was like, I don't know, but she stopped talking to me. And she just like, she just started acting really cold. I was like, look, you have to just be like, I want to help you. I want us to work out. But at the end of the day, if you can't open up to me, then what else can I work with? What can I do at this point? So I told him literally to say that. And she told him like, hey, you know that mutual brother friend that we had? Like he actually did something really bad to me. Like he actually did something horrible to me and I don't know where to go. I don't know if you're the right person to talk to. I don't know what to do in this situation at all, but that's what's going on. If you could help me out, that's great. And so I got him the right contacts over at his city to deal with that situation. But if he was to just be like, oh, all girls are the same, and then just left it at that, that would have left the girl with absolutely no safety net whatsoever to rely on. For sure. And him with a lot of frustration and anger because yeah. you're, not, you're not having closure to figure out what actually happened, right? So there are a lot of reasons. And the more you can communicate and have a woman feeling safe about her communication back with you, the better off both of you are. Either you can mend whatever happened or you can at least have clarity on why it didn't work out. And typically, it has nothing to do with you. What about if we take a step back and go back to this texting scenario that we were talking about before when, again, you do talk about like you're having fun, talking about Korean barbecue and you say, hey, like I'm enjoying our talk about whatever, bringing a call back to whatever you're talking about in some jokey way and say, I'd love to do this in person or like, Let's make this reality, this Korean barbecue visualization a reality and go next Saturday and this great place. And she says, or she just disappears. Or she just says, no, I'm not interested. It's been really nice talking to you. Like, how do you help guys either turn that around or just deal with it so that they're okay with it? Because then I can understand these guys are like, we've been talking for so long, we're getting along really well, but she doesn't want to go to that next stage. Like, how do you deal with that? So... You just reach out to her 
like one or two more times more. But if it's a no, then it's a no. Like you have to accept it. And I tell guys, it's not because especially during that time, like if that happens, they will be so hard on themselves. But the other 50% is like women have their own issues or something. Let's say, for example, she had a family issue. And all of a sudden, like you guys were having fun, having this great banter, but you're not at the level yet where she feels comfortable opening up with you about something serious. That seriousness, whether it's her family, whether it's her friends, takes priority over you because you're not at that level yet. You're not at that stage. And if that happens, you know, you just have to accept that. If you guys are like have each other as friends on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, that line will always still be there. So even if the timing is not right in that moment, later on, she may hit you back up again because that's the great thing about the internet now. It's like, she'll reply to a story of yours again when things are back to normal. But if it's a real problem where she really just cuts you off at that moment, there are other things that she probably doesn't want to share with you that's out of your control. Or she's not interested. Or she's not interested. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know. 100%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, so now after all of this studying with Troy and now coaching on your own, are you at the space and place that you wanted to be in when you were in high school? Like that you said you want to try and figure out, are you now the guy who walks into a room and people want to be friends with him? You're just comfortable. Like, is that who you are now? Yeah. So that's the crazy part because I wanted to be a DJ too. One thing was I moved to LA to be a DJ during that time. Started DJing in like LA, San Francisco. I was still like somewhat there. And at around that time, my company flew me out to Asia because they're like, yo, we have to open up this branch over there. I'm like, well, now I have the skills to like make connections and like do something. But oh man, my biggest failure led to the real everlasting change that I feel like I've got now. Oh, really? Tell me. There was this one girl I got introduced to who was the receptionist at like one of the biggest clubs. And she was like the whole package for me. So she was like, just classy. She just knew everybody in the scene. She was witty. She had a lot of things to talk about. And then the crazy thing too was like, my friend was saying like, yo, she's looking at you hard. She really likes you. And she even like got me connections with the club owners around that area too. So she was like doing that extra favor. Like she likes me. But when it came to the date and I asked her out, everything just completely fell apart. And it was all because of me too. That was the hard part. Because this is in a city that I wasn't familiar with. So I didn't even know where to take her out yet. So she ended up choosing. Once we go on the dates, she also brought a friend. And I was like, I don't know how to, what do I talk about? What do I say? And I'm just like, oh God. In my head, I'm just like, this is going so bad. This is going so bad. I don't even know what to talk about. The conversation's dying. And so uh, I had to like call my friends over. My friends came. They're the ones who led to the next spot. It was just a disaster. Also, because of that date, like I messed up this one meeting we had with our company too. So it was like all around just really bad. And it flew me back to the States. And I, for like an entire year, I just like thought about everything I did wrong. Like one, I don't know anything about the culture. So let's get acquainted with that. Let's get acquainted with the music scene and the nightlife scene. Let's get acquainted with like how to build, how to be fun, even if like during those low moments, how to build like flirt and like build that sexual tension and make things fun for her. Even if I feel like it's awkward, let's figure out all the date spots. 
And I just researched, thought about mistakes day in, day out, everything that I could have. And I finally flew back, let her know, but she never gave me a second shot. But... I don't know, but other girls did. Yeah, but what was crazy, though, is I got introduced to the club owner again, got reintroduced to him. And all that knowledge about like the nightlife scene, what it's like in Vietnam, talking about how that relates to Los Angeles and like the Chicago scene, he was like really intrigued. And so all of that, he was like, you know what? Do you want to DJ tonight? I'm like, yeah, we just opened up a new spot, but like not the same one from the year before. We opened up a new spot. Why don't you DJ for us there? I was like, okay, I killed it. And then I got invited to like exclusive parties, got introduced to like top chefs, like celebrities, going to DJing at other venues. And then from there, I was like dating, like finally the girl of my dreams at the time. And uh, she like, you would see her on TV the next day too. So I'm like, all the tests that these women threw at me too is just insane that you could find in the dating playbook. But yeah, it was like looking back, it was like that high school dream of like finally like being that attractive person without like lines and gimmicks and just being yourself. I felt like I could finally like have the authority to help other people too at that point. I love it. So knowledge is definitely part of it as well. Yeah. Like, because that's also David Buss's thing that was listed. I think there was like 18 things that were on his characteristics for attraction. But like how knowledgeable and intelligent you are is definitely part of being attracted around the world. That's appreciated by men and by women. Like it's not even a sexual attraction. It just happens to be attraction. The more knowledgeable you are, the more that you pull people in. I guess how I would call it is just culture. So it's not even knowledge about like specific things about like, oh, this or that. But this is something that I love talking about is what I call like the dimension flip. So when people look at me, they already have a judgment about who I am. They do this with everybody. Everybody has a quick judgment about whoever you are based off your reputation or whatever you put on social media. Or how you look. Or how I look, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so you flip that with knowledge about whatever people think that you don't know about. And then you're just like, or culture that you don't know about. They're just like, ooh. This guy's interesting. I can't categorize him as easy. So that is always, I love looking, having that look on their face, like dressing up one way and then just like completely flipping their image of who they think I am. And it's in a good way. Yeah. Well, I think people have that with me. Like, I'm sure they look at me and they're like, oh, she's like a housewife and a mom and blah, blah. And then I'm like, yeah, I teach men how to attract women. And they're like, what? Like that flips them right away. And they're like, you're interesting now. And you're a businesswoman. Yeah. All the stuff that you do, like Marnie, it's crazy. Especially like putting out content right now and putting out how much content you put out there. Like, Thank you. I guess I'm a bit of a machine. <laughs> no, but I really appreciate that. It's so funny because, sorry that I'm patting myself on the back right now, but I don't typically, I didn't realize I was doing all of this stuff, but I ran into somebody last weekend as well who is a, a friend of mine for a long period of time, but also somebody who has their own business who I've always really respected. And he was just saying like, killing it on Facebook. And I didn't realize that I was doing all these things. So they're just a part of my day. And I don't really get to see how it looks in somebody else's eyes. And for me, it doesn't really seem like that much because I enjoy all of it. But for him especially to say that just made me like glow internally and externally. And then for you to say that now means the world. Like it warms my heart and makes me feel really proud of myself. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you're killing it. it like oh, thank you. as a content machine out there, like I say a machine, but like 
your personality comes across, I see you everywhere too. And especially oh, that you know cool. Troy too. That. It's just, oh my oh, gosh. Very, very cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's end the show now. <laughs> That's a perfect place to end. I love it. But no, honestly, thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom today. I think that the guys who are listening really got a clear understanding. Number one of like how to have a fruitful and successful texting exchange with a woman where they're living in that gray space and they know now how to transfer it into going on a date. I love that idea of having like a visual of them and knowing what they would do throughout their day. That is a great way for them to remember when should I ask this girl out? Because if you don't know enough to visualize like what she does during the day or what she does in her spare time, you don't know enough to ask her out and she's not going to feel that comfort level with you. So that's a great tool. If anybody wants to get in contact with Teddy, the real Teddy B, please go to winggirlmethod.com slash real Teddy B and get his dating playbook. And then also there's something else on there. There's a masterclass that you have too, right? Yeah, we do have that. But right now we're kind of focusing on the one-on-one coaching. I just opened up a few slots. Oh, okay. On the one-on-one coaching? Yes. Perfect. Awesome. You have a few slots available. And is this for people international or is it only in Chicago? How is that? Oh, it's international. We'll put links on to winggirl.com slash realteddyb. And there's a sign up where you'll see everything. So you'll be in good hands. Perfect. Teddy, thank you so much for coming on. And guys who are listening, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.